you hate it, but you have to be a part of it for some part of your life. Or you mean you just hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Brian just tells Courtney to post. (laughs) People are saying, why aren't you on TikTok? And I say, because I have enough problems. (laughs) Uh, Well, the other thing, too, people go on it because that FOMO, fear Mm -hmm. of missing out. I have whammo. Want to miss out. Hey you, it's us, Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Courtney Kelly, a mental health therapist. I, a longtime mental health patient. We pick a topic every week and we look at it from both ends of the equation to try and take away some of the stigma associated with therapy. Courtney, this has been a very difficult week in the world of show business as we record. We've had two incidents in which suicide has been brought up. Of course, Miss USA, Chesley Christ, who took her own life earlier this week, and then one of the cast members of The Walking Dead suspected suicide. That'd be Moses J. Mosley. This is one of the most serious and heartbreaking Mm -hmm. results potentially of depression. And it was suicidal thoughts that initially got me into that therapy chair. So obviously, for as painful as it can be to discuss it, people need to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really hard to kind of sit with it. And people get very anxious and nervous about it, even if they thought to approach someone to say, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Because sometimes we encounter people who are feeling really depressed and sometimes we feel like we don't know what to do about it. So we're going to talk more about that. And also, I do want to always say we have lots of great resources on our website, catcountry.com, the Wellness 411 page. We have the crisis lines. We have resources for people who want to help other people but don't know the words to say to help them. One of the components about all of this that really has my blood boiling, my hatred for social media is well known around these parts Mm -hmm. and my hatred for the internet trolling is already off the charts but when I have gone back and looked at some of the things that I have seen on some of these pages especially Chesley Chris who her mom this week came out and said she was plagued with depression to begin with but people who are so jealous of beautiful successful people Mm -hmm. and feel like hey here's a way to make myself feel better I'll come after them. People coming after her. You're an attorney. Why would you waste your time in beauty pageants? And she has to defend this. It's my life. I can do what I want. And I'm sure those keyboard warriors who sit there being the big tough guy or girl getting something off of their chest never consider the fact you may have essentially murdered this woman. And that's something that you need to think about the next time that you attack anybody, celebrity or not, on social media. And it's interesting. I was reading some articles on that because for a lot of people, I'm sure there is that issue of they have low self-esteem, so they're looking to pull other people down. But interesting work out of Australia recently, they're showing that a lot of these internet trolls, they don't feel badly about themselves and they actually want to hurt people. And that's Ugh. really disturbing that's and distressing. more disturbing. Yeah, it's really distressing. So they talked about the ways that they don't have empathy, a lot of these folks. And if you overreact with like a lot of anger and go after them, that's what they're looking for. It fuels and them. so it really fuels them when you get angry or frustrated. So they talked about the best way is to try to ignore them and try to deflect and go in a different direction. But it's really difficult. And that is disturbing when you think about that. So I hope they're doing more research and finding out more ways that we can figure out how to deal with this, because a lot of it is so targeted, too. I think sometimes people are bored and they just want to target what they see on social media. And it's a really horrible thing, because for a lot of people who are already prone to depression, they've talked a lot about people with, quote, unquote, the 
high functioning depression, Mm -hmm. which is different than what we might traditionally think of somebody who's severely depressed, who's stuck in bed, having trouble getting to work and concentrating and all of these things. The high functioning depression, you may see the person who is actually maybe happy around other people and putting that smile and that face on, functioning, going to work, doing their thing, but they have low self-esteem. They're plagued with a lot of this dysthymia is what we call it. It's a chronic depression that's ongoing and it can lead into major depression. And I think that's what's happening with some of these people because of what their exposure is on social media and some of the negativity that they're seeing there. And I also liken it to with addiction. It's like a lot of times people get into addiction because they're looking for a way to feel better. Mm -hmm. They're looking for something that, oh, now I finally feel like I can deal with my social anxiety. I'm taking that drink. Oh, I can finally have that energy and not feel so depressed. I'm doing that drug that helps to bring me up. The problem, of course, becomes they're not trying to get addicted or have the serious problem. They're trying to manage a chemical imbalance. They're Mm -hmm. trying to manage things that were caused by other things, maybe trauma and different things in their life. Now, I look at this with social media and I think we get a hit of dopamine. We feel good when we get those likes, get those loves, when we get people commenting on things, albeit very shallow, but we do feel good about that. So maybe they're showing links between depression and social media. They're not saying that social media is causing depression, but I think it's showing that when you have that, those ups and downs with those chemicals, and you're looking for that feel good with social media and that love, that community on social media, it also goes the other way. When people are tagging you and being mean and stuff like that, it brings your mood way back down. So I think it's like this roller coaster, and it can make things worse for a lot of people. I don't know about everybody else, but I would say that social media, to me, brings far more in the way of frustration and anger and Mm -hmm. depression. And I'm not just talking about internet trolls. When I see some of the stupid things that people put up there, Mm -hmm. not even directed at me, just about the whole COVID situation, political things, again, designed probably to bring us all together, but ultimately tearing us apart. But I also want to ask you this, Courtney, too, in relation to people who are trolling, and it's not because of their own self-esteem issues, what drives somebody Mm -hmm. to want to hurt someone? Is that sociopathic? Is it something else? Right. That's what they were talking about, actually, in the article, too. And it makes me think of people who are coming after us doing cyber attacks and stuff like that. Like, what is the motivation messing with people? I mean, sometimes there is the money and stuff like that with the cyber attacks, but sometimes they're just doing it to show that they can do it. And they're putting something over on you. And it's so disturbing. And when you think about that, yeah, is it sociopathic? Some of these people don't have the empathy. I'm hoping that for some people who have maybe done it before, and they feel that remorse and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I piled on. Those are the people that we can actually work with and say, okay, what were you feeling like when you did that? Maybe somebody did that to you and you did it to somebody else and help them with empathy and changing behaviors. But it is distressing if there's a lot of people doing it just because they can and they feel like it's okay to target people. The example that comes to mind that's very high profile and somebody, I hope she learned her lesson, Chrissy Teigen, Mm -hmm. who got attacked, went out there, started jumping ugly with people about that. And then all of a sudden, here here comes a bunch of other people saying, oh, yeah, you mm-hmm. mean you who used to say this about me? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember her name. Her name escapes me right now. The blonde who was in that relationship with that guy very, very young, who especially came forward and was going after her. I believe her name was Courtney. It was something. Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> we both <laughs> should be able to remember that name I don't, at was it this point. Or I don't know. No, hang on a second. Not, yeah, I'll find it. But that was one of those situations. Courtney Stodden, Stodden who said 
said, all you've done is bully me and come after me. And now you're coming out here looking for sympathy for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it got Chrissy quasi canceled for a while. And I hope that it served as a wake up call. And I almost hope that I don't wish any ill will on anybody. Mm -hmm. But I kind of hope that these people who are doing this to other people will get a taste of their own medicine at some point. Well, that's the thing. I think with Chrissy, it appears that she did get it. Like Mm -hmm. she did start to change her behaviors. She was apologizing, even if it was too late for some people. I think she did try to make an effort and she continues to. We don't hear that negativity from her. And part of it, though, people would say, oh, now that your career is in jeopardy, now you're sorry. But I do believe that she did show like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that behavior. And she did seem to be remorseful and regretful about that. And I think that's the point. In this culture, a lot of people are maybe getting sucked into it because other people are doing it. It's like that whole crowd mentality. If other people are doing it, piling on people to stop and realize everybody's human. I just watched J-Lo in an interview and she was like, we're human. Even though Mm -hmm. we have money and it may look like we have everything together, it still hurts. She said she would still drive home and cry the whole way because of stuff that people would say about her and Ben back in the day. There's so many personal things. I think we have to shift and look at celebrity differently and look at all of this differently that just because people are up and out, that it's not okay to target them. I think that's what really disturbed me about Chrissy because being a celebrity herself, she Mm -hmm. should have known better because she receives that sort of thing and just how despicable some of the comments were that she was making to Courtney Stodden and then I'm sitting there thinking this is a mom? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That really really bothered me. I'm having a hard time getting over that one. Every time I see her name still I'm like ugh I just get so angry about it but I think too because I have such a sore spot about social media and bullies and I'm so sensitive when it comes to the anxiety and depression of others Mm -hmm. and my own experiences with suicidal thoughts. Look there were times where I was teetering on the brink. And if I had a bad day on social media that day, it could have ended in a very bad way. We look for people when they're having this hopelessness, sadness, this despair, overwhelming emotional or physical pain. People forget like the emotional pain can be just so deep. When we see the former Miss USA, when you look at her story, she starts talking about some of these things. When you're reading Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that she posted, you can see in retrospect that it was a cry for help, that there were things that she was experiencing like she just felt hopeless about things and she didn't feel like there was a point to things. And so we need to look at that as a society when we see things like that and try to reach out. I had this discussion with my wife because this one really hurt her. She said she was just so beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I said, I understand that. But I also understand some of what she was saying leading up to this. She was dreading turning 30 Mm -hmm. because she knew that that's a turning point in a career that's based in entertainment. And my wife was will say that to me very often. We'll be watching an old movie. I remember recently we were watching The Freshman. If you've never seen it, it's very funny. I've recommended it oh, to yeah, you before. You and Penelope Ann Miller was in it. And I loved Penelope Ann Miller. Mm-hmm. And my wife said, whatever happened to her? I said, she got old. It's not anything that guys have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous because she's a phenomenal actress and still looks good. Right. But the thing is, the roles are all going to the younger, hotter mm-hmm. people. And especially when you're a female, that can be quite the struggle. So if she already has that on her radar, and I'm talking about Chesley Christ, and then somebody comes after her for her looks or her chosen profession, you are twisting the knife for somebody like that. And if you don't realize that, you need to start realizing right. it. And she was already feeling fragile. 
her mother had said that she didn't know until recently about her daughter's battle with mm-hmm. depression. And I think that because of all that she does, being a lawyer and being in beauty pageants, she really learned image. And I think that's what it is these days. We feel so lonely because we're dealing with stuff, but we don't want to break that image. We've got it together. We can keep going. We're doing okay. All of these things. And so, especially on social media, that just keeps feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. It's just one dimensional. We're not really talking about what's really going on for people. And so this sounds like it's gone on for a long while with her. Very often people come after me and I think they're concerned about me. And you've had other people say this to you. Why is Brian constantly insulting himself? And sometimes I almost like to do it because I want people to know that it's okay to not Mm -hmm. feel perfect about yourself Mm -hmm. and to make light of it. It's a release sometimes. And it's also very relatable to other people. If you are trying so hard to keep up appearances, it starts to wear on you after a while. And when you think of Chesley, who not only was a Miss USA, she was a correspondent for Extra, I believe. And when, again, you are in that industry and you're trying to look like you have it all together Mm -hmm. and then you're going online and you're seeing all this stuff and you have that undercurrent of depression anyway, it's just a recipe for disaster. You think of people in our day-to-day lives, how this is a struggle and compounded when you're someone who's famous and you're out there in the public eye. Lots of people that we see on social media, we're looking for that acceptance, that like, that connection. But unfortunately, I think it's just brought us into this place. There was another article and I'm going, oh yeah, I can relate. You post something, you think it's really funny. Nobody's saying it's funny. (laughs) And you're like, oh man. And you start to feel bad about yourself. It's so funny how it gets all twisted it up or you post something you forget about it it gets all these likes you're like oh and you feel accepted and you feel this rush of love it's powerful I think on both sides of it or there's this because my wife and I have very large social media followings because we have high profile jobs and every time before we put something up we're like no one's going to focus on what we're doing what is in the background what thing in the house right now looks white trash that we have to get out of there because everyone's going to comment on that that, you become hyper sensitive and hyper vigilant Mm -hmm. to stuff like that because everyone's trying to be the clown right. when it comes to that sort of thing. So what do you have to do? You got a whole set design going on We had there? a really <laughs> cute picture of the dog the other day and there yeah. was something in the background. She's like, I'm not putting it up because I don't want to hear it. Oh, <laughs> it really man. gets to that point yeah. and it shouldn't get to that point, but yeah. that's where we are. And I think part of the problem is too, Courtney, I was saying this to you earlier today on our radio show. We live in a society now where we take ourselves so seriously mm-hmm. and we can't laugh at ourselves and we can't even make fun of others and everyone's being canceled and you got to be worried about a tweet that you put up seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just this walking on eggshells thing, high anxiety all the time. Yeah. We were talking about how Dolly Parton is going to be hosting one of the country music award shows. Mm-hmm. And I said, isn't it kind of sad that they keep having to trot out? And she's an icon, don't get me wrong. But people of this age, her and Reba, because they actually have a sense of humor about themselves. They actually are likable. They right. don't take things too seriously. This is how you're going to end up losing the younger end of the fan base Mm -hmm. because everybody else, and it started, I hate to say it because she's a great person, Taylor Swift. Every time somebody would make fun of her at one of those award shows, they'd cut to her puss on her face, Mm -hmm. could not laugh at herself. And she does get very angry and really gets out there and goes on the attack. I look at somebody too, like Britney Spears and how she's using social media. And ever since she has 
gotten out of the conservatorship, I'm really getting worried for her. She seems yeah. like she's starting to spiral again. We are living in a world where it is much more conducive to things going the wrong way right now than in the right direction. This is an area where we're not evolving, we're devolving. Right. And it makes me think of, too, how we really need to get back to having those protective factors in therapy. We talk about that. What kind of factors do people have around them that will keep them in a place where they will stay safe? And one of the things is reaching out for help when you need it. Mm -hmm. Some people are not reaching out for help when they need it. We see examples all around us where they're trying to handle things on their own. This society, we're all about in America, it's like, oh, what can you do individually? And everybody's striving, which is great and all. But we do need to have our people, our tribe around us. And we need to have that sense of community. Again, people go to social media looking for that, but it's not the depth of what we need. It can be just so surface and so shallow. So we need to have those authentic relationships around us that can hold us when we're having a hard time. Well, it speaks further to what we're saying. If you're all about keeping up appearances, mm -hmm. you're not going to admit weakness. Right. You're not going to say that you need help. Mm -hmm. You have to be perfect. Right. So what are you doing? You're pushing all of this stuff down mm -hmm. until one day it just erupts like a volcano yeah. in a way that sometimes costs people their lives. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is if you don't feel anchored, you don't feel grounded, we need to find things that will help us, like our spiritual connections. For some people, it's religion. For some people, it's believing in the universe and different things. But find something that's bigger than yourself that you can really learn more about and that you can focus in on when things start to feel too much for you individually, because that's another protective factor. Some of these things we need to cultivate, we have to think about making that phone call rather than the quick text, trying to really connect with people going out of our way to be face to face, not just everything, social media and screens. Just because we can do this in society, just because we have the technology doesn't mean that our brains can handle it. Our brains are not built for some of this stuff for just endless screen time. We need to kind of change that up. And also take a break. Like we say this all the time, take a break from social media. Ed Sheeran does it all the time. Mm -hmm. I guess Thomas Rhett talks about it. Right. Uh, there's many high profile people who are like, I need to take a break. Now they may have their people on it <laughs> doing different things. Who knows? However, it's really important to do that. And also to take advantage of treatment, right? Mm -hmm. We talk about this all the time. If you start to not feel well about certain things, don't wait until you get to that crisis point to ask for help. And in terms of just needing all of that to feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before, how the narcissism is on the rise, mm -hmm. which is not healthy. And we've talked about in the past that weird combination, the insecure narcissism, right. where it's never enough and you keep having to feed that beast. And if anybody is going to violate that, and if you can't laugh at yourself, mm -hmm. it again, is that snowball rolling down the yeah. hill, just getting worse and, and worse. And what does social media do? It feeds that mm -hmm. because it's that up, down, up, down, up, down. It's creating this thing. And it's hard to get out of. We want to feel good. We go there for that feel good hit. And then later on, it twists up on us again. And we start to feel badly again. And we feel that roller coaster. But for a lot of us, it stays in a certain realm. And we can disconnect from that. But for some people, especially people who that's what they do, they're influencers, or they have to have a certain mm -hmm. amount of likes and shares and views and all of these things, it puts a lot of pressure on people. And I think that's another thing. You hate it, but you have to be a part of it for some part of your life. Oh, you mean you just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian just tells Courtney to post. <laughs> people are saying, why aren't you on TikTok? And I say, because I have enough problems. <laughs> uh, well, the other thing too, people go on it because that FOMO, fear mm -hmm. of missing out. They want to see what's going on. 
But I still tell people you got to have limits. You got to have boundaries on that because to me, it's like an abusive relationship. It draws you in with it's a love hate thing, all these promises, but it makes you feel empty. I have whammo. Want to miss out. <laughs> <laughs> whammo. But I did want to mention if people need the crisis line, 1 800 273 8255, because you know what? This is serious. 2019, it was the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S. suicides. 47,000 people. We need to see that it's okay to approach people and say, are you okay? Were you thinking of hurting yourself? Are you really depressed? Do you need some help? And there's a great website, be the one com, and it's the number one, that actually walks people through how to talk to people who are vulnerable and that you're worried about. And I have to imagine that because of the pandemic and all of the isolation over the last couple of yes. years, mm-hmm. people are leaning on social media mm-hmm. more and more, just yeah. desperately trying to find that connection. And I've been reading how loneliness is at an oh, all-time yeah. high for people and what that must do to people from a mental health perspective. Yeah, loneliness. When we assess people to see how they're doing, we start to see warning signs of the loneliness, of the hopelessness, of the lack of future plans, no excitement about things for the future. We're looking to see, are they withdrawing from other people? Are they giving away possessions? These kind of things of looking for warning signs. And if you know people who are in that vulnerable place, or if you're feeling in that vulnerable place, there is so much help out there. And we've talked about this when I was like, I don't want to work with people who are suicidal because it makes me so nervous and upset. Normalizing it. Sometimes we go through these hard times and we feel like we don't know what's the way out. Like, how do we deal with this? It's so important to normalize that for people and to also sit and listen and empathize and connect them with help. And not to try to yell at people or get upset with them, but to understand and give them that love and empathy and that there is a way that's going to help them so that they can feel better. Let me also deliver this cautionary tale to all of the people who so desperately want to be social media influencers. And I've never been this person and people find this very hard to believe. I don't think you'll find it hard to believe. I never wanted to be famous in Mm -hmm. spite of what I have done. And as I've told you, as I pursued careers in show business, it's because I wanted to have a fun job. I wanted to do something creative. I don't like people. I don't want to be recognized. I Mm -hmm. don't want to be stopped. I don't want people talking to me. So I went on the radio where people couldn't see me or I wrote for some very funny people. And what I will tell you about that is I've still achieved some level of fame and most of that brings me misery. And I am very friendly with some people who have been super, super famous. And I will tell you this, be careful what Mm -hmm. you wish for. And look at the likes of, what's her name, Kylie Jenner, who every 10 minutes there's some insane stalker Mm -hmm. outside her building saying that he's married to her and all of these other things that people on that level keep having to put up with, contact the authorities and all that stuff. All you think about when you're young is, oh, I'll have money and I'll be happy and everyone will love me. Mm -hmm. Well, no, there are people who want to tear you down, as we said, and there are people who hate that you're successful and they're not, and they'll double down on that. And some of them, as you said, don't even need that reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's scary because we're trying to figure out, okay, how do you work with this? What do you do about that? So important to be protecting yourself and realize and check in with yourself when you're feeling really overwhelmed about all of this stuff 
and social media. Step back, take a break, take a walk, get away from it, shut the phone off, give the phone away for a day, <laughs> like just get away from it because it does. And like you said, being careful what you wish for. I know when I was younger, all I would think, oh, I just want to be famous. I want to be known. I want to be famous. And nowadays I'm like, oh, this is enough fame. The Providence <laughs> area. probably too much. <laughs> like Rhode Island and Massachusetts. But I can't even imagine what people are dealing with on that level. It's oh, walking around with some of them in public. Mm-hmm. And I always tell the story about being at 30 Rock with Phil Hartman and being in that restaurant oh, that yeah. overlooks the ice rink. And for an hour and a half, it was just people with their noses pressed up against the glass yeah. watching us eat the entire time. Mm-hmm. And to him, he was just so used to it. But for me, who's so self-conscious and hates attention, I'm just like, I could not deal with this. No. And even just walking down the hall and just crazy people coming up to him nonstop. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're in the mood for it and sometimes you're not. Right. But you have to be very careful, especially nowadays, if you're not in the mood for mm-hmm. it and you do something stupid, it's going to end up all over the internet right. and it could end your career. And these are the things that people oh. just don't consider when it comes to this. You know what? It's exhausting. Doesn't it sound terrible? Sometimes <laughs> just being a piece of the machine yeah. and just being basically anonymous is better than being the machine. And mm-hmm. I don't think that people look at it that way. And I think they have such an inflated view of themselves. And I think you also need to realize, I remember that somebody used to always say to me, in 100 years, we're all going to be dead. Do you have any idea how insignificant all of us are when it comes to the annals of history and the millions of years that everything has been around? Feel small sometimes. You don't always have to feel big. And sometimes just feeling like a cog in that machine, that's not a bad thing. Right. It's interesting. I'm reading a book about social media influencers, and Mm -hmm. it's a fiction book, but you can tell she put a lot of effort into researching things. And it's interesting because one of the social media influencers, she walks through the store and she's like, that must be amazing to be anonymous. Just so happy for these people around her. That's like, wow, nobody notices them. And that's amazing. And I was like, what another flip side of things when you live life in front of the camera and you have to present in a certain way. That's exhausting 24 seven. Well, the Beatles used to always say that too. There are only three other people on the planet who know what I'm going through right now. And most of it is not good. And look at how it ended for Mm -hmm. John Lennon. Look what happened. George Harrison, there was an attempted murder too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that fame, insane people, they feel like the only way that they can have a piece of you is to do Mm -hmm. something like that. Or that's the only way that they're going to get notoriety. It is terrifying stuff. It's really, really scary when you think about that. And so I've changed my view, Mm -hmm. like I said, on fame. And I hope that people kind of look at it differently and how they hold people who are out in the spotlight in any kind of way and have that empathy for other people. Our comments used to just stay at the dinner table Mm -hmm. or between friends or ha ha ha, this and that. Now people have the ability to put those horrible comments out into the world for lots of people to see and jump on. And so I hope people will think of that and also to protect themselves too. Let me also say this. Many people who reach for that brass ring, all of these people in the public eye, they need that because they have more issues than the average person. Mm -hmm. So they're especially sensitive Mm -hmm. to this kind of stuff. They want to be loved. And if they're not getting that, it can really take an ugly turn, as we saw perhaps two times over this past week. And that's why they're doing more and more studies, of course, to see the links between depression and social media and stuff. And they're saying, well, maybe people who are more prone to having some chemical imbalances and having more depression are more drawn into social media. And Mm -hmm. then once you stay in it for longer, you start to see more depression. I think it has something to do with you want to feel better. So that's where you go to start feeling better. But there's always that other side. And that's the problem, I think, today. There are fewer and fewer ways 
to remain anonymous. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a page of some kind or is visible somehow. And I tell you, my wife, who is not on the radio, not on television, will get stopped in Target. Are you Brian Mulhern's wife? Mm. Even that happens. Oh, how did you know? Oh, well, I see you on his Facebook page or I see you on his Instagram or things like that. And to some degree, that's kind of cool. But sometimes, depending on who the person is, it kind (laughs) of creeps her out. She's just (laughs) running in for a minute and her hair is in curlers. <laughs> Not that Carla would walk out of the house. I've never seen Carla look different. She always I know. has the same. She's got her makeup done. She's got her hair did. She always looks Even when she's running perfect. a marathon. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I look terrible today. Like, Shut up. Look at this big tub of crap over here. I can't imagine her walking out with the curlers. Unkempt. No, I never saw her unkempt. Well, Courtney, is there anything else? Because I know this is important in terms of resources yeah. or anything else that you want to get out there before we wrap up here. No, I just wanted to throw that out again on our website, catcountry.com, the wellness 411 page. There's tons of resources for crisis, for suicide prevention. I just want to encourage people to check that out if they're having any questions, because this is a tough subject. There's just a lot going on. We talked about with the social media and how we're all hooked into it. It's like a necessary evil at this point. Like Mm -hmm. you said, we need to be on it. I'm wondering, though, since we've talked so much smack about social media, if their social media gods are going to pull us off there. (laughs) You know what the social media gods did yesterday? They caused Facebook to lose $252 billion. I call that a step in the right direction. Oh, but there's TikTok right behind it. I think it was the TikTok gods that put that in play. That might be. But you know what? TikTok will get its MySpace day as well. Eventually. Courtney, if people want to contact you personally, how do they do that? Absolutely. You can always email me, wellness at WCTK.com. At Cat Country Mornings on the dreaded social media, individual pages. Courtney with the C, Kelly, E-Y, Bedard on some of them as well. Brian Mulhern, Brian with an I, H-E-R-N. Catch Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, smart devices. Tell people about it. Spread the word. We want to help as many people as we possibly can. And hopefully we did that on episode 87. And we'll do even more on episode 88. Thanks for listening. Courtney, thank you for everything. Thank you. I want to-